Hello and welcome back to another great episode of Going Sideways with 10 Drift. Today I am bringing you Taylor and Alexis with Drift Kitchen. They are working at introducing more women into the sport of drifting and putting on drift clinics across the U.S. this year. It was an absolute blast chatting with them and finding out what they all have planned for everyone. So let's get to it. So you're talking to, um, I'm Alexis Davilas okay. and I'm Taylor Whitmore. In all honesty, I just, like, I'd, I'd seen a handful of your guys' videos before. And then uh, whenever Taylor had mentioned uh, you guys on my podcast before, I had to look you up some more. And it seems like you guys stay pretty busy going all around the U.S. Yeah, we definitely do. Uh, this year, doing the full tour is a first, but uh, last year we kind of got a taste of it with doing the Tennessee event. That's awesome. <laughs> is it mostly drift clinic type of stuff, or is it like full-on track days that you guys do, or what is it all that you guys have going on? Um, it's more of a clinic-based, I would say. We start off with the basics, um, donuts, figure eights, and then we'll either... If the track allows us, we'll split it in half and have a track and basics going at the same time. Okay. Or we start early with the basics and then move on to a track. That's pretty cool. Um, so that way, as people are advancing, they can kind of keep ramping up and others that are definitely new to it can keep on trying to master the basics. Exactly. Snazzy. So what's the next event that you guys have going on? Um, so our next event, which is going to be the first of 2020, is uh, March 21st uh, in San Antonio, Texas. Oh, man. And you are, are both of you out of Maine? Um, we are actually both out of New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Yeah, so that's uh, quite a trek for the first event. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, do you guys, t uh, trailer your cars down or how is that handled? Um, I think just because this is the first event of the year and it's so far away for this specific one, uh, we're going to be flying. Okay. Uh, but normally we would bring our cars there and sometimes we do a demo during the middle of the day. Nice. Um, so do you usually try and, uh, like know a few people around there so if you need a car to use at all you have one or how does that work um i mean if the opportunity arises i would say then we would take that opportunity um yeah i think for the most part during the day we will either run the line um we'll talk to people or we'll sit in their cars and instruct because okay. sometimes we'll have a lot of newcomers that are just kind of looking for some guidance Makes sense. Um, so when someone shows up to one of your events, uh, like, is it usually just like a stock KA240 that they're bringing along? Or um, what is usually seen or preferred to be seen out there? Um, I'd say it's actually very different. We've had some girls come with stock cars. Um, if it's their first event, sometimes they borrow their boyfriend's car, okay. um, which is not always stock <laughs> show up with a full-on pro-am car or something yeah <laughs> yeah we've actually had one of the ladies show up in her boyfriend's car which had like full angle and it had a v8 and it definitely oh, had yeah. a lot more power than like even one of us would be used to but and she did really well at the event that'd be a beast to try and learn with i couldn't imagine 
Yeah, ultimately, I think when the when the girls end up doing that, what ends up happening is they end up getting either a car of their own, um, and then lightly modifying that, or um, you know, they'll they'll eventually just pick up a a different car. That's awesome. I know uh, I got to bring my girlfriend out to her first dripped event for her stupid cold uh, the other weekend. And now she keeps on talking about wanting to get like a 328 or an E30 and just be like, come on, I can just learn on this. It'll be fun. And we're going to have a blast. She should. I, I think she'd uh, have a great time. <laughs> um, she's definitely more so leaning on the E30, but I've just been, and now it has me in mind of, okay, what upgrades exist? Which one's the better one to start with? What, which one can advance further? (laughs) Um, Okay. I mean, um, I think that the E30 would be a great start. I know they're a little bit older, um, but you know, there's plenty of people here in New England that run those cars and they seem to do all right with them. Awesome. Uh, so what uh, what cars do you two have? Um, I have a Nissan 240, an uh, S13. And I have a 2013 Scion FRS. Nice. Um, do you guys do any actual competition, or is it mostly track day and the drift clinics? Um, we've done uh, team tandem competitions. Um, there's an event called Stack which is uh, run by Ready, Set, Drift. And um, they pretty much just have teams of three or more drivers um, go against each other. That's cool. I'll have to check that out. Where was uh, Where is that event at? That's at uh, Pocono Raceway in Pennsylvania. Okay. Um, so going back to all the events that you have this year, how many events are you? Are you planning on running? So we have six around the United States. And then uh, we also have two local events, one of which is a two-day bash. And uh, the other one is just a single-day event. And for any girls that are wanting to try and get started on this type of stuff, is it just like registering over (laughs) Facebook? Or how how do they go about uh, looking into for more information on it? Uh, they can actually register on www.driftkitchen.com. Uh, we have all the information as far as our schedule, our tech rules. Uh, we have some videos of our previous events and just like a little bit more about our group and um, what we do during the day. Awesome. One thing, uh, uh, I was checking out the site earlier and I loved uh, for the contact email, I think it was chefs or master chefs. Oh, the email head chefs? Yeah, head chefs. That's it. I was like, that's <laughs> genius. I love it. Uh, so uh, what got you guys, uh, or like what, how did you guys come up with the name Drift Kitchen? Um, Alexis's husband actually came up with the name as like playing it off that joke, uh, women belong in the kitchen. Yeah. And I don't know, we voted on it. We had three different choices and that happened to be all of, we liked we, all of us liked that one yeah and then we ended up kind of like playing off of the theme and our logo obviously has the 50s diner uh, sign on it so we've been using a lot of uh kitchen references for our um, designs and stuff 
it definitely gives it a unique look and it's just it's a name that sticks in your head so that's pretty awesome <laughs> thank you i mean some people don't understand it we've actually had people like get mad over the name thinking <laughs> that it's offensive and we've had people say that they wouldn't even show up at events because of it and i'm just kind of like well you know it's just kind of a joke and shitty people do <laughs> exist <laughs> yeah it's true <laughs> Some people just don't know how to have fun. Yeah. It's like, oh, no, irony. It's the worst thing in the world. <laughs> um, I really, really want to see someone for Drift Kitchen just do some lunch tray drifts. Just that for the hell cool. of it. <laughs> That's a great idea. <laughs> um, or literally throw a sandwich into the crowd as you drift past <laughs> them. I would die. I w- we have some pretty funny video ideas uh in the works if i'm ever nearby and can provide any assistance i am happy to do so <laughs> <laughs> oh. do you guys have any uh events happening around tennessee at all or, um, or where are all the events going on i guess this is probably the better question uh so we start off march 21st uh in texas and then may 2nd we are at Evergreen Race, Raceway in Drums, Pennsylvania. Um, June 13th, we are at Kill Care Speedway in Ohio. August 2nd, we are doing a Club Loose Takeover uh, in Englishtown, New Jersey. Nice. And the 29th, we are at NOLA Motorsports uh, Avondale. And then our final one is October 3rd in Thunder Hill Raceway, uh, California. So I think the, the closest one this year is probably going to be either uh, the Texas, Ohio, or uh, Louisiana. Yeah. Um, I, I keep on seeing so much for all the NOLA guys now for drifting. It seems like they've really been taking over the scene of late. They have a really nice facility and um, a good group of people for sure. Yeah, that place is beautiful. <laughs> I may end up having to try and check it out sometime. I know there's a, I'm trying to hit up some of the FD events, so I hopefully it'll be in English town, but I'm assuming it's nowhere near the same time. Um, well, we will be at uh, a lot of the FD events ourselves, so uh, we'll see you a bunch. <laughs> awesome. Yeah. I, I'm, I'm normally at FD Atlanta. Um, and then this year trying to make it to there, St. Louis, maybe Orlando and English town. I think those are, you were not going to be at. That's awesome. Yeah. We'll be at English Town for sure. That's like, that's our home track right there. I mean, I know we say that being five hours away from that track, (laughs) but that's um, where we do go straight a lot. It's a cool road course. And hearing, I, I I haven't looked up to... I've heard that there's a bunch of pictures out there for how they are reforming the drag course into the FD course. Yeah, you know that's the first drag strip that has ever been shut down for drag and turned into a course for drifting. That's the first one in the country. That's amazing. I love seeing the sport grow. It's phenomenal. Um, Yeah, I, I can't wait to see what else is in store for stuff like that where you have a sport that's been popular for a hundred years and something that's been popular for 20 years taking it over 
I think we're going to see a lot of growth in the sport in the next year and up to three years. It's going to be like huge. Definitely. Um, so going back to uh, the clinics and everything else, what do you say to women that are wanting to get into drift? Like they've gone to a couple of events. They think it's really cool and would just love to try and get started in the sport with it being so male dominated of a sport. You just have to try it. I mean, once you try it, I think once you go out there, you ha- you get that confidence. And Yeah, definitely. I think it's just getting over the fear of, being out in front of people um i think that it's a lot of it's in your head because once you're out on the course itself you really forget about anybody watching you're just kind of trying to maneuver your car and do your own thing awesome um it it seems like with most motorsports you can just kind of enter that zone of everything else doesn't matter and you just need to have fun. <laughs> That's what it's all about. It's just having fun. Um. Yeah. And I think, I think we have a lot of fun at our events. There's nothing like being around a group of people, a group of girls that you've been talking to online and stuff. There's like this whole community and just shredding with them. Do you have much of like a, for like Facebook groups of chatting with each other or anything like that going on. Oh yeah. We have lots of group chats. <laughs> yeah. We have a million different group chats going on. So it sounds like that wouldn't even be a bad idea, if, especially for anyone that's getting interested just to be able to chat with you guys, um, to see yeah, what they can expect. They can, uh, they can join. We have a Facebook group for uh, Drift Kitchen that they can join and chat. It's, um, it's approved members only. We just do for the girls. Nice. But anyone can uh, follow the page and see what's up. That's awesome. Uh, I'm sure as soon as my girlfriend hears that, she will be trying to get in there. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so what... Um, for either of you, what got you into the sport of drifting or like, how did, like, what's your history of why you wanted to do what you do to the point of what you're doing now? Um, I don't know. Um, I, I think when we got into the sport originally, um, we both have a very similar story where, uh, our boyfriends at the time were into cars and we kind of got into it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think that's uh, really common amongst a lot of girls uh, that got into drifting is somehow or another, like a boyfriend or something was into it. And that's how they were introduced to events. And um, as far as why we decided to start the drift kitchen, originally we were kind of like the only girls out there. Like you'd go to a local event and there would maybe be one girl at an event um, as far as drivers. Yeah. So we were talking to a lot of girls around the area who were spectating and we were asking kind of, do you want to drive? And they're like, yeah, but I'm scared to go out. So we're like, we should do a women's day, a clinic that has no spectators. And, um, 
yeah, we just that's awesome. Put it, on. it was originally supposed to be just one day, <laughs> and it kind of just grew from there. Yeah, they wanted to have a second day, so we had a second day uh, that year. And then last year, we ended up having dates and all these new tracks. And then this year, well, at the end of last year, we had tracks contacting us saying they wanted us to be there. So this year, we're doing a whole tour. That's gnarly. Yeah. Um, I've noticed that it's mostly East Coast, um, but it sounds like if you're even going to California, that it's like the Drift Kitchen brand is definitely spreading all across the nation. We're trying we just want more girls to get out there and do it and have fun and shred sounds like a good idea uh i love like i'm so glad that we have a woman drifting in at least pro two uh for fd with kelsey rawlings and so hoping to see that keep building with groups like yourselves promoting the sport for women out there to have fun and hopefully more that more that have that competitive nature for them keep it going yeah absolutely i think that uh we're gonna have a lot more women introduced to the sport around the country this year and i think that's only gonna grow definitely um do you guys do you have like any thoughts on doing sort of youtube series or anything for social media just to try and grow the brand that way as well we're gonna be starting um a YouTube series. <laughs> We're actually trying to release it in the next week or so. Oh, wow. um, the beginning of that. So, yeah, uh, stay tuned for that. <laughs> That's perfect We're timing. Gonna... Yeah, we'll be uh, showing our travels. Obviously, we're doing a lot of traveling this year for our own events. Um, and that doesn't include, like, the personal events that we drive and just our everyday drifting life on the streets and stuff. So we'll be documenting that as well as... Uh, our driver interviews and uh our driver builds and just uh seeing where that goes sweet i'll definitely have to check it out and i'm sure that's just all going to be on the drift kitchen youtube channel yes um, yeah and you'll be able to get uh to that through our website and stuff as well awesome uh now for your so for your guys's builds have did were you two like do you, do you eat, eat your own builds? Work with them? I like work with each other on them, or how uh, do you go about getting your cars set up? Our cars are like pretty fucking stock. <laughs> 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 yeah, but that that's what makes them reliable. Like you're not wrong. So we drive our cars to the events and shred and drive home. And like I said, those events are six hours away. So that blows my mind. Yeah, I mean, we drove the FRS to Tennessee one year and drifted that. And um, still have normally... AC and heat. Yeah, both our cars, right? Uh, I have I have heat. I have no AC. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. But that two forties made it from New Hampshire to New Jersey and back multiple times. And like this girl drives harder than most of the guys that go there. So that's insane to me <laughs> like I, i'm i'm still in the mindset and granted you know i've never drifted a car in general honestly um i've been doing media for a while and have a car i'd love to try and get into it but in my mind like one of the things before i even tried drifting it's like okay i need to get a trailer i need to make sure i know how to haul a trailer correctly 
um, yeah. to be able to get my car to the events. But yeah, like whenever I hear someone actually driving their car to the events, just seeing it loaded up with tools and uh, spare wheels for, for tires in case you blow them and everything else, I'm just like, yeah, wow, wow, sandwich wrapper is on the floor. <laughs> <laughs> If I put my seat down in the 240, I can fit about six tires across. <laughs> it's all like a science, fitting everything in your car. Mine used to be reliable like that, but then I got the roll cage in it, so I can only fit like four tires. So Oof. sometimes I'll like try to bribe friends to bring tires for me to the track. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I can just see trying to Tetris in some tires and just be like, okay, I I, I still got the shifter. We're good to go. Exactly. But that's like, that's why the key is just not to overbuild cars because I feel like being able to drive a car to an event and like do all that, load it up and stuff. Like what better feeling than when you're driving home and you're like, damn, like I fucking shredded today and this car is still driving like 300 miles home right now. And I've seen quite a few people, especially with like hatch S 13s, you know, maybe go through a pair or two pair of tires at an event for driving four hours and just, you know, you're not shredding them. Like if you had a 700 horsepower twin turbo, you know, 2J or LS or what have you, it's just like, yeah, that low powered life, (laughs) (laughs) that economy life. (laughs) Yeah, but you know what? You can still tread just as hard. Like, yeah, you might not be making as much smoke or necessarily look as cool, but if your line is right, you can keep up with those guys. I mean, I'm not oh, saying absolutely. on the or anything, but, like, I just think being able to drive an underpowered car, that's where the real driver, I'm, you know, comes out. And it really seems like that. It, it It's been almost proven to be the best starting point is to have something that, you know, can break the tires loose, rear wheel drive, welded diff. That's just like, that's light. And even if you're not making smoke, you're at le- you're learning how to throw the car sideways and you're not going fast enough where you shouldn't be running into a wall and breaking the car in half. Where if you, if everyone started out with, you know, a 500 horsepower monster that's just flinging it and have, have no idea what they're doing, that's more dangerous than it needs to be yeah and i think if starting off with a lot of power or modifications however um i think that band-aids a lot of i got you i guess you know i don't know it makes up for the skill (laughs) yeah because if you're gonna normally spin out and you have a full angle kit full wise fab kit let's say yeah. You're going to have all this extra angle that's going to keep you from spinning out so that you wouldn't be able to sit in a stock car and do the same thing. So a lot of times people who are first starting out get discouraged seeing like people like going out there and seemingly killing it. But like they just don't realize that these people like their cars are so overbuilt and stuff that they wouldn't be able to do the same thing in like a stock 240, for example. Absolutely. Um. And yeah, I, I've seen that. To- I've seen that plenty of times, even at grassroots levels, because it it's crazy to me. It's, you know, I see people out there with LS Wise Fab three fifties or what have you, just booking it and not even competing at pro am, and um, just 
the sport has been growing so much that you see people like, okay, well, I saw this driver competing that had all these things. So that's at a minimum what I need where it's just not the case. Yeah, it can be super inexpensive to get into this sport. I think a lot of people just overcomplicate it when they can just be going out and shredding. Like, that's the whole fun of it is the seat time. Now, w- with the FRS, now that you have a K, like, do you have any sort of power adders going on there? Or is it still mostly no. stuff? Wow. I, I, I still have, I mean, you're lucky if I ever change the air filter in that car. Like, seriously. <laughs> Like literally this off season prep is I got to do an oil change. So I have, um, I've got coilovers and I have the cage, a bucket seat and harness. So I got the safety stuff and, um, I got a power by max angle kit now nice. for many years. I just had stock angle. Yeah. Like not even cut knuckles or anything. No, wow. no. I just, um, I had the Megan inner tie rods for, uh, 2016 and 2017, and then the end of 2018, I put the uh, Power by Max angle kit, which uh, you do have to cut into your subframe and uh, like notch it, uh, yeah. re-weld, and um, that was the first time really touching the car. That's crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, but I mean, if it works, it works. Yeah, I mean, I'm still doing all right did you set it up so you can still do ride-alongs with it or is it pretty cramped um no you can still do ride-alongs it's just um the cage is kind of built to me so the passenger seat is a little further up than most people are used to gotcha that's snazzy though um what drove you to kind of make your car more race car of uh getting the cage in it um i really just wanted to be a class at english town uh full boost jersey i'm still not there yet um i've been b class for a number of years there it's really hard to get a how do the class like i'm not used to uh events that have a class system like that (laughs) how does that work uh c group is like beginners uh, so they have you, well, at Jersey, they'd have you on backtrack. Okay. Uh, B group is more like less spinning out, more control. And then A group is. Yeah, A, gr- a group is the only group that's allowed to tandem there. They have okay. different seating requirements. Like you have to have a Halo seat or a Hans device. Oh, wow. Um, but with A group, I mean, you have some of the FD pro drivers driving with you um they expect that their drivers that are in a class can go anywhere in the united states and be the top drivers at any drift event that is the goal for a class that is wicked um yeah i'm i'm so used to grassroots being like hey you've been here five times yeah you're going out in the first group anyone else yeah your second group yeah it's it's not like that there at all it's almost like um I don't even know how to explain it, but they, they're very strict about that because they really want to have a group of drivers that come from these events that represent them anywhere, I guess. Okay. I, I guess that's the best way to explain it. It's, it's kind You of, have to, like, earn it. I got you. Yeah, so that way it's almost like a badge of honor of being like, hey, yeah, I'm A-class over here, and people know 
what level that means you're actually at. Exactly. Okay. Um, so, um, what other, like, do you guys hit up other grass, like smaller events that you aren't putting on, but just go to, to get seat time or. Yeah, there's a local group, uh, Nedco. They have events at New Hampshire Motor Speedway. That is definitely a fun time. Yeah, it's pretty close to us as well. Um, yeah, it's like 45 minutes. Yeah. Nice. minutes. yeah, we go to the um, Ready Set Drift events at Pocono. That's like six hours from us, but uh, Pocono Raceway is a really cool track. There's tracks within the track. Uh, <laughs> it's like a little track city. <laughs> um, Apparently, I need to look this up because, yeah, I've never checked out Pocono at all. It's a triangle-shaped, um, like a NASCAR track. And then inside the triangle, there like is a East Course. Yeah, there's East Course, South Course, and there, like, autocross, road racing. Like, you can do pretty much anything. And the drifting there is cool. Third gear entries, fourth gear entries. Oh, yeah. Oh, just talking about the higher speed entries, I would love to see you guys come down to uh, National Super Speedway at some point if we keep events going there. Um, I've seen people do like 120 mile an hour entries into the sweeper. It's unreal. Yeah, we did a uh, women's drift demo with Taylor at that speedway. I mean, we weren't doing 100 mile entries. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah they let us use that infield section. Okay. Part of uh, part of the bank section, the part that wasn't really banked, but um, they let us do that during uh, what was the competition going on at the same time? Was this the Speedway or the Super Speedway? Oh, oh, it's the one that has the uh, biggest bank in the U.S. I think that is the Speedway. Was it for Turismo Drift? Yeah. Yes. Okay. That yeah. That was the regular speedway, which is also a pretty cool course. Oh, there's two. Yeah. There's so that one's kind of deep into Nashville, and then there's one that's about thirty, forty minutes from there. That's a huge oval with a, a street course in the middle. That's really cool. Um, but we there's been a ton of drama going on for the super speedway of it closed down back in like 2012 or 2013 and um it's been tough to try and get events still out there but they just have this massive sweeper so the drift community here really seems to get excited whenever there's events there that's awesome hopefully that drama changes and you guys can have a lot more events definitely yeah and then it seems like there's also for beach bend raceway in kentucky is having a quite a few more drift events this year where typically it's just been LS Fest and Import Alliance there. Um, yeah, I think, I think tracks are starting to understand that you're going to have to incorporate drifting in order to keep up with the times. Definitely. Like, I come from a family that drag racing was huge. And after going to the first drift event, drag racing is really boring. <laughs> it's just like why watch them go in a straight line when you can see people just having the time of their life even when not you know competing or otherwise 
going sideways and just like, oh, I'm going 40 miles an hour in whichever way I want to right now. It's just, it's going sideways and we're having a blast probably screaming inside. Um, yeah, no, I agree. Drifting is definitely the best spectator sport and it's easy to get involved in fairly inexpensively and it's just so much fun. Definitely. Now, uh, was there any sort of like car culture, uh, motorsport stuff that either of you were into before you got into drifting or was that kind of your introduction into um that whole car competing life um i mean i had like an interest in cars but i would say drifting definitely started most of it yeah i agree i i think drifting really was like the main the main one i did a couple autocross events uh, about a year before i started drifting but Nice. I wasn't. I wasn't really into it. Um, I was annoyed because my husband was beating me by like one second every single run, and I'd be like so pissed because I'm like, I know I'm a better driver than him. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't know why he's winning. <laughs> so then I started drifting after that, and I was like, okay, definitely more like my style. He's actually really good at drifting. He just he gave it up to kind of help me pursue this oh, dream that's awesome uh were you able to take the same car you're using an autocross to bring it over to drifting or no yeah absolutely um i've had the frs since 2013 and that's what i was using for the autocross and uh, i started drifting in that bought a s13 coupe i drifted that for like six months and then uh sold that and back to the frs now was this like literally like daily driver to autocross, daily driver to drifting? Yeah, it's, I mean, up until maybe three months ago, I would still consider that that was my only daily driver. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. The, yeah, then yeah, I, I can see why your winter maintenance on it is just an oil change. Yeah, I mean, we just keep our build stock, and it's simple, and you just keep up with the maintenance, and uh, yeah, it's been pretty good. You're just making this overly complicated sport way too easy, and it makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, that car, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying the car's done like 110 drift events, and it's never once failed me. Holy shit. <laughs> I mean, one, one time for New Hampshire Motor, I got hit in tandem, and it was my fault. I spun out, but um, they bent my tie rod, and I went home on a bent tie. Oh. But as far as, like, engine rise? Yeah, that, that, yeah the engine's been fine. The engine's great, yeah. Oh, my God. Absolutely. I had a clutch go once, too, but uh, not completely, so I still limped that home. Both times have been at New Hampshire Motor Speedway, so I think I... I'm not doing that one so much. Which is funny because it's, it's the closest, the closest one. one. Yeah. <laughs> is there part of you that's just like, okay, I'm not that far away from home. I can just drive it to the limits here as long as I take it easier other places, or is it send it to the limits I don't everywhere? Know. It's definitely send it to the limits everywhere. And New Hampshire Motor Speedway, my only issue with it is the the pavement of the track is a little difficult sometimes. Okay. But they set up their course really well there. Uh, the group. They um they'll work around all the cracks and stuff in the pavement. <laughs> that 
it definitely seems like with across the U.S. really tracks are falling apart and hoping that they have management there that are going to maintain them or, you know, build new is being fewer and fewer because there's quite a few tracks I've gone to now where it's just like, you see, like you get to hear in the driver's meeting, okay, avoid this giant hole that will consume your car. Uh, there's loose gravel here, so try and avoid that. And just like all the other buildups that you hear um, before people go drifting is almost insane to me. I think, I think after this year, I have a good feeling that a lot of the tracks, they'll catch on and they'll realize that they have to do that maintenance to keep up. And I, I don't know, I've just seen it grow, especially so much this past year. Definitely. That they're gonna they're gonna have to do that stuff, that maintenance. I, yeah, I, some some places are already catching on. You know. I really wish the wall would have been taking that advice for New Jersey. Yeah, but you know, I think the English town switch. I think that's gonna be big for FD. I think that's actually gonna grow it cr- quite a bit for their um, New Jersey events because I think wall. I mean, it's just an oval track. I think this is going to be set up really well. Yeah, it, it definitely sounds like it was a healthy change for FD to make that move. And from what I heard, uh, the, they can have quite a bit more of an attendance at English Town while they were maxing out the wall pretty early. Oh, and just wait till Pro Brodown is going to be insane this year. It's going to be so cool. That already was a really big event the day after FD where the grassroots drivers get to drive with the pro drivers. And I think this year is going to be just huge because of FD being at that track. That's gnarly. Yeah. That will be insane. And now yeah, that's definitely an event to stick around for if you're going FD. Yep. So I got to add an extra day to my itinerary. Got it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. You don't want to miss that this year. Um, are you got, do you think you'll be out there trying to like be out there drifting with the pros at all or I mean I hope so. Alexis yeah. says you have for Yeah, I did Pro Bro the last two years and it was really fun. But this year I think we're gonna have a lot more ladies out there. That would be awesome. Is is Pro Two happening in English Town or do you know? Um I think it is. I to be honest with you, I I think it's on like the Wednesday, Thursday before, before the actual FD event. Oh, snap. So I, oh, that'll be fun. <laughs> um, don't quote me on that yeah. though. Yeah. We're still trying to figure out like our entire season. So we don't have like details on everything yet. Uh, we just, we just know which FD events we're going to be at. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Every year prior to this one, I've only kept track of, okay, I'm going to go to one FD event and try and know everything I can about it. And now once you start expanding and, and having to set that goal of, okay, I'm going to go to these 15 events this year, trying to keep as much knowledge about those as you know about one or two is exponentially more difficult. Um, and I can't imagine why you're also putting on events trying to keep track of other people's events that are going on is any easier yeah we went uh we went over our calendar like last week we filled it out and my mind was a little bit blown (laughs) trying to keep up with all these dates 
Yeah, we're traveling a lot this year. We have our events, we have FD events, we have our personal driving events. For the drives. <laughs> yeah. For the drift kitchen stuff, do you guys have any actual sponsors helping you out there at all? Or is it just you all putting it on grassroots style? Um, well, we, we're working on sponsors. If uh, any sponsors are interested in helping us out for travel, I think that's our biggest thing this year is just trying to get our travel expenses dealt with. Makes sense. Uh, they definitely add up, uh, especially with how far you guys are having to go. <laughs> yeah, that would be definitely a huge help. Hopefully with uh, the YouTube channel and everything else, broadcast the brand out enough and that can happen absolutely i think we're really looking to expand this year and um continue to grow on it and we're just going to keep doing our thing and and we're going to do it well regardless um just curious as i forgot to check before do you have uh like drift kitchen merch on the website and everything we do. We actually have our pre-orders. Uh, we have sweatshirts out right now uh, for pre-order, and that is running until February 9th. Um, along with those, we have our stickers. Uh, we have air fresheners uh, out on the website. Um, and then we also have some other merch we still need to put up on the website, but we're going to be doing all new designs and stuff, especially for FD this year. So. Now, for the FD stuff, do you have an actual, like, vendor booth set up, or is it just hanging out and meeting people? Uh, no, we're actually, at the events that we will be attending, we will have a booth. Awesome. Uh, yeah, so we're going to have some information at our booth, and it'll be just me and Taylor there. But, um, you know, we're hoping that we can meet some ladies that are interested in the sport and, um we're, we're going to have a lot of cool stuff for people to buy as well. Some new stuff. Very nice. Um, I know I've been working with a, a vendor that I'm hoping he'll be out there for the FD events, but I doubt it, um, for Dream Tank Soap. That's been fun. It's definitely been interesting being on the vendor side at those events because just there's so much foot traffic um anywhere near the pits it's unreal if you haven't for anyone that hasn't been at an fd event it is just all day long there are people everywhere so i have actually never been to an fd event wow. <laughs> so the first one that i will be going to i think the first one will be long beach right so the first one i'll be going to i won't be working but the second one will have the booths and yeah, we're we're only doing the booth for uh, three events this year for FD. We just figured it would be way too much to do every single event this year oh, on yeah. top of our schedule. Maybe twenty twenty one. Will you be? Will you have the booth at Atlanta? We will not. Um, we're going to be at English Town for sure, uh, Washington, and uh, Irwindale. Okay, that's definitely a good setup still. Um... Man, I really hope I get to go to English Town. That is sounding like a better and better event every time I hear about it. Oh, it that is that group there, Club Loose, what those guys have in store for English Town and the track with FD. It's going to be probably the biggest FD event this year. <laughs> oh, 
Yeah. <laughs> um, the East Coast, come to the dark side. <laughs> you're not wrong. Well, I'm already, like, it's weird that Tennessee's considered East Coast when it comes to FD. Is it, is it considered the East Coast? Like, whenever I hear people talk about, you know, it's West versus East. So, like, there's some weird line dri- drawn down the center and no one knows where Texas is supposed to be included. Uh <laughs> <laughs> but like uh like i was talking to one of the drivers and he had mentioned you know uh if you want to come out to like, my east coast events and he included st louis on there and i'm like how the hell is that east coast i'm so confused right now yeah i don't know uh, yeah i don't know where your coast <laughs> i don't know i don't know where the coastline is there i mean <laughs> yeah, it, it, it must be a really weird beach i don't know what's going on anymore <laughs> Just really confused. Um, so, any other big plans going on for this year other than, uh, what was it, six events that you all are doing nationally? Yes, yeah, six national and then two, two local. local ones. Um, we will be going to Japan in November. That's awesome. Not for... Uh, any particular reason except to see the fall Matsuri and to check out Tokyo and stuff. Seems like a justified reason to me. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Have have either of you been before or? Yeah, I have not. Taylor has not. I've been two times now. So Taylor's first year in Japan, first year going to an FD event. Yeah, it's a big year for me. That's for sure. (laughs) That sounds like an awesome year. <laughs> um, yeah, that sounds like everything's building up for you guys. So that is awesome to hear. Yeah, lots of good vibes this year. You want to put out any good travel videos, do you hope, from the visit to Japan for Drift Kitchen? or Definitely. Definitely uh, for Drift Kitchen, for Japan. For, for literally everything, we're gonna try to record our lives this year. We slacked on it. We have, you know, you understand we have like three GoPros between the two of us, plus all this other technology. And every single time, I'm like, wow, we should be recording these six hour drives, us like drinking our energy drinks and like talking over walkie talkies. And I'm over here like trying to avoid the camera at all costs. So we'll see how <laughs> this works out for me. Oh. <laughs> uh. I just picked up uh, the media mod for my GoPro 8, and I'm trying to make it so there's no reason that I shouldn't be recording things at this point. There's no reason. There's so much that you can do for YouTube, and so many people who watch it these days, and it just gets the word out so much faster. And it's crazy how good of quality you get out of those action cameras, or cell phone video even nowadays is unreal. Oh, absolutely. I have, like, I, I mean, not the brand new iPhone, but I have a newer iPhone, and the videos it takes, like, that's where I do all my videos for, for my personal YouTube. It's just editing those. Yeah. Like, there was a, there's a guy, that, and I had him on here before, um, Jay Glasgow. Uh, his whole media stick that he would put videos up for, everything he did was taking on his iPhone. Um, and this was for years now, so it's not like it was the newest, coolest iPhone with a billion features. 
Um, That's amazing what you can do with what you already have. And I think that kind of circles back around to the whole drift thing is, you know, you can try and get a $10,000 camera and crew and everything else, but you can have just as much fun out there with a stock car with a welded diff and just sending it all day long. Absolutely. I think it's all about like where you're at and what you can do with it. I think just utilizing the car that you drive and trying to work on your own skills. I think that's really what it's all about. Awesome. Uh, Was there anything else that you guys were hoping to chat about on here today? Uh, I guess just, you know, if you want to try drifting, whether I guess you're a male or female, you want to try it, just, just do it. Yeah. I think we really just want to drive that point home and just hope that if there's any girls listening that they come out and even if it's not one of our events, just go out there and start driving and, uh, to definitely try to talk to the other ladies out there that are drifting because we have a pretty cool community and we all help each other out. Very cool. I definitely hope to see more women out there drifting at grassroots and up really. Um, I know, I believe uh, Kari last year was competing at Pro-Am. So just seeing... Uh, women compete at every level, including just grassroots having fun, has been awesome and hope it just keeps on building up. I think you'll see a lot more of that this year. That's for sure. Fantastic. Well, I thank you both so much for your time on here. It's been great and uh, you're awesome. Keep doing what you're doing. Thank you. Thank you.